This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey gang, big news in the world of We Hate Movies live appearances in this one. Well, you better get your holiday coat on because it's not happening until December. We're so excited. It's actually a hometown show for this Jersey boy. Only you. Jersey City's beautiful White Eagle Hall will be hosting the We Hate Movies podcast, and we're going to be talking about a Christmas movie, Eric Siska. What is that movie? Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) It is the Santa Claus, the original film. Not Either way, is it original? Yeah, it's original. The first one. Tim Allen (laughs) finds a fat so falls off his roof. Yep. yep, we're going to be talking all about it on December 7th, which is a day that will live in infamy at the White Eagle Hall. I mean, it, it incidentally lives in infamy. We, right. We're just we're to yeah. the side of it. We're adding to the infamy. Yeah, it's, just, exactly. it's more infamy because this will be uh, our debut in Jersey City. And this is what it's come down to, folks. Steve Sadak refusing to get on planes, mm-hmm. refusing right. to get a driver's license to help That's out right. with rent-a-cars. I refuse to get on a train for this show. I'm fucking right. walking. Oh I gotta walk to the venue. So I guess this is the new normal, gang. Only wherever Steve's <laughs> legs can carry him. But it's an awesome venue, and it's really close to the train. If you're like you're in the, in the city or if you want to drive in from Pennsylvania, wherever. Mm-hmm. Right, the path train's not too far, right? path train's a, a stone's throw away. A Eric. stone's throw, folks. Come on out the White Eagle Hall. That's right. Tickets are on sale now, so get them in advance. Get them fast. This is going to be a popular show. December 7th, White Eagle Hall, Jersey City, New Jersey. Tickets available right now at whmpodcast.com. It's Christmas time again. It's time to be nice to the Hey, gang, WHM tour update. Uh, those tickets are flying, man, for our Austin show oh, on I could March see the 10th. I can see, see the tickets. Oh, I see. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> just uh, because because Steve There's talked a, over uh, me. Ticket trails up oh, there. Oh, my God. And, uh, Listen, <laughs> everybody shut up. Uh-huh. March 10th is the date. <laughs> That's it's very okay. important. Stop talking over the important information. Headgum.com uh, slash live. <laughs> That's Do you right. think he's going to go? It's Austin. Do you think Alex Jones might go? He might be there. Someone should tell him. So let's say, like, there's there's four guys from New York City. Uh-huh. They, they support everything you do and say, mm-hmm. and they'd love to meet you. <laughs> and then when he comes, I can fucking stick my middle finger I, in his fucking wait, face. What, what I think the... you're doing too much work there. I think he's he's a big fan. He's talked about it a lot of evil trucks. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I think if we like, if we all like fought him, yeah, it would be like it would take all four of us to bring him down. Like it would be like when yeah. the X Men fight Magneto, they all have to go at him at once. Uh, anyway, no, we will not be assaulting anyone in Austin, but we will be cracking some jokes about Stephen King's directorial debut, Maximum Overdrive. Mm-mm. Oh man, this movie features Emilio Estavez. It features a man being murdered by a coke machine. It's got a car that's the Green Goblin for no reason. Mm-hmm. It's got Pat Hangel himself. Oh wow, uh, playing like a badass sheriff, which is kind of funny because he's not like Batman. He's like racial slurs. Whoa, that's the seven o'clock hour. It's a whole head day of headgum stuff. Uh, there will be an earlier show with Ian Carmel's All Fantasy Everything at 4.30, uh, which is going to have John Gabris on it. And- oh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, stick around. The separate ticket entrance for the uh, 9 p.m. show, Twinovation, 
and our good friends Jake and Amir, if I were you, doing that show live. It's like a whole headgum. It's a showcase, as they say in the business. Now, let me tell you about this VP ticket. VIP ticket. Yeah, there you go. Not vice president. <laughs> yeah. God, it was three letters and you fucking blew it. Mike Pence will be there. <laughs> yes. It's a VP ticket. You sit with no women whatsoever. It's just well, you well, in a room eating white toast. Unless, and then, uh, unless we, uh, mother's there. If Less mother's ones. there, but then also, dude, we play the uh, Korean national anthem and you have to sit down. <laughs> oh, man, that was a disaster. No, yeah, that v- guy's terrible. A VIP ticket. That This ticket will get you uh, preferential seating to our show, our, ours and Black Men Can't Jump show, and will get you into the Ian Carmel show at 4.30 for free, which is kind of a two-for-one deal. Plus, we're announcing this right now, you will get a We Hate Movies tote bag. That's right. Yeah. Uh, and it's a if whole they, if they get there on time, uh, they'll get there. <laughs> yeah, they okay. get there. It's a whole like prize pack thing, man. You got like uh, this red headgum poster that mm-hmm. we've talked about. Uh, other shows are contributing their own merch and swag and whatever yep. you want to call it. Uh, so totally to your advantage, advantage, man. Shell out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a lot of fun in Austin. It's gonna be uh, a blast. I know it's the first time I've ever been to that city. Like Steve said, we are getting fucking Texas drunk. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a good time. Uh, so headgum.com. Click on that live tab. Uh, it has all the information of ticketing, showtimes, all that stuff. We're at the North Door in Austin, Saturday night, March the 10th. We will see you there. Now on today's program, a movie I thought I'd be disgusted by and actually I kind of love. It's called Traces of Red. I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. And we hate movies. <laughs> Movies. Thank you for tuning in to our fine program, as always. Uh, this week, like I said up top, it's Traces of Red from 1992, directed by Andy Volk. Uh, this is uh, a, it's a film. It's an entry in a, a very small, small niche subgenre mm-hmm. known as the Jim Belushi erotic thriller. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there anything else in that yes. box? Yeah, canine. <laughs> He's fucking... I might fuck this dog. Oh, oh look at his red rocket! <laughs> I no, got a uh, red the... rocket too. There, the um, Linda Hamilton movie. Yes, yeah, separate lives. Separate yeah. lives. Oh, he's, he's gotten tongue you, on nipple which, on that movie. By the way, great story about separate lives uh-huh. that you all experienced, whether you remember it or not. Uh oh. Okay, so I'll take you back in time. We uh-huh. were Chris, Steve, and I. Yes, we're all living together. And uh, we watched Separate Lives on a VHS tape. It was disgusting. It was gnarly <laughs> at the uh-huh. same time. It uncomfortable. I'm going to say it. Uncomfortable. It was my birthday. Yes. <laughs> and we turn off the movie and just put back on regular TV. And ba-boom, Barack Obama comes out and says that they killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs> Man, that is a night and a half. Do you think that's what Osama was watching when it, when he went down? Yep. Oh yeah, he was just hanging out, watching Separate Lives, and it's like, oh no, oh look out, it's Seal Team Six. Uh, maybe he oh, he could have also been watching Traces of Red. I don't know. Well, a big Belushi fan, we know that. I know he loved Mister. <laughs> oh Destiny. yeah, half his hard drive the CIA just released with the contents of it and stuff. It was all like Belushi picks. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, just to get this out of the way, this is an episode. The last 
of our uh, we had a Patreon tier way back when when we started Patreon where uh, people could chip in a lot of money and they could commission an episode. This is the last of them. That's why we kind of discontinued it. It took yes. us a while to get through all these. It's dead uh, forever now. We yes. are uh, eternally grateful for all those people that did that. We're eternally grateful for anyone who gives to our Patreon now and who just listens to the show. This is from Philippe Sobrero. So Philippe, this is for you. Everybody, as you know, you now have to turn off the episode, That's, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you shouldn't even be getting it on your phone. If, no, you, exactly. if you do get it, it's an illegal leak. And you you're know, not... we've, we've like fucked this up every single time uh... now, though. Or it's just the same bit. Oh, okay. I think we we'll might see. be doing the bit all the time. So that we'll, we might, we're also retiring that bit. That's kind of sad, guys. Oh, that's something. R.I.P.D. Oh, bit. Put the jersey up in the rafters. <laughs> see, like five months from now, yeah. and something gets kicked over. Mm-hmm. You never know. You never know. All right. So this movie, uh, who saw this before having to watch it for the show? I did. All right. So you uh, have the most experience with this movie, Chris Cabin. So in a nutshell. What is Traces of Red? Um, oh, dear. Um, it is like, I guess, a noir. Like a, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a neo-noir yeah, for sure. So, he, so Jim Belushi is a detective uh, in, Palm, in Palm Beach, baby. Uh, oh, yeah. This movie starts in the swamps of Florida. Uh, he is fucking everything that moves. It's um, outrageous, dude. And uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that moves is Lorraine Bracco. Uh. Um <laughs> That's what she's credited as. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Honestly, with this fucking performance, man, that yeah. might as well hey, be the credit. When a woman's in my movie, she's just a thing that moves. Or a prop. I think <laughs> this might be the horniest movie we've ever done. It's so fucking horny. I was Everyone getting horny is, watching it. Everyone is horny. Like it's a horny <laughs> what? I don't know. No, man, but I, it's I will a tell hot you. Thriller. Yeah, I mean my TV was getting erect for sure. <laughs> yes. Not my erect television. No, but like my TV's like old and it's getting like a little yeah. soft. Does, uh-huh. does it like throb like Videodrome? That would make more sense. It does. It does. Get the veins and everything. Mm-hmm. Take a look at Eric's flaccid TV. <laughs> and uh, Cialis for TVs for older TVs. <laughs> you know old TVs, you never know when the mood's going to strike you. When your owner puts on something like Traces of Red, you can do it. Here's a TV on a surfboard. Here's a TV going out to dinner with his wife. Here's a TV getting off a ladder. Here's a TV going into the bathtub with a woman. Oh, no, she's electrocuted. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Yeah, no, it's so weird, man. Everybody in this movie Uh. is horny. (laughs) Like morning, noon, and night. And it's like, you know, like... It's kind of like porno characters. Mm-hmm. Like porno characters, it's the job of what? the porno character to be constantly horny. I have a theory here. I think all the settings in this movie are porn settings with different lighting. Oh, oh dim yeah. lighting. And I think if you put on the brights, you would you know, <laughs> notice oh, sp- it. Spot the hardcore pornography oh, yes. in the Dude, background. Man, put on the black lights. <laughs> so you see the mess. <laughs> this the is mess they made. The Jackson Pollock painting. Yeah, Jesus right, God dude. almighty. Unlike other episodes, but like other episodes as well, this is going to be one of those we hate movies is going to tell you what a movie is. Right. Chances are you've not seen it. So we're, And the, every scene in this movie is pretty much bullshit. So... We're going to go through the whole thing, probably, right? Yeah, you never know. Yeah. We'll, I mean, we'll jump around a little bit. But <laughs> well, yeah. it's not like talking about Spider-Man 3, where everybody in the universe has seen it, of course. Right, so we yeah. open specifically on my least favorite kind of opening. Uh, obviously, after we see the glades for a good five minutes. <laughs> sure. Uh, it's it's Jim Belushi. He's dead on a car. His, his whole like chest is bleeding. And he's like, yep. 
that's me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. oh, fuck me. Is this movie narrated from heaven? Now, let me tell <laughs> you what hell. was fucking great, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched this movie on Valentine's Day, <laughs> right? But so every I Valentine's am now divorced. Day, <laughs> no, no, no. It wasn't our Valentine's Day selection. Sure, sure, but every sure. year, you know, uh, my wife and I watch a movie on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, it was Sunset Boulevard. Oh, this movie starts exactly like yeah. Sunset Boulevard, yeah. all, uh, although it's scuzzy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Just- I would rather be laying face down dead in Norma Desmond's pool than have to fucking walk next to Jim Belushi in these Canadian tuxedos he's wearing in this movie. <laughs> And uh, he's dead, and he's like, yeah, you might think you know everything that happened, but not everything's not quite as it seemed. Oh, Boy, that's that's true, huh? <laughs> With this fucking movie. Yeah, so we open, they, they, we cut to him and his brother, who's William Russ, which is the dad from Boy Meets World. Totally. Uh, they're having like a nice... I've never done this yet. Like everyone's wearing suits for no reason dinner, you know, like (laughs) you've never done this yet. No, not yet. (laughs) Well, the kind of reason they are is his brother's running for state Senate. Exactly. So I guess maybe there was a campaign event earlier in the evening. That's what I thought it was, but it's at some like, and this was the funny thing because we're in fucking South Florida. Mm -hmm. I thought part of this, this restaurant or whatever, I thought it was part of Mar-a-Lago, dude. Uh, Oh, really? (laughs) You see the exterior of this place? It looked like that fucking scuzz hole. William Russ, thank you so much. You guys, you guys, (laughs) Did you you pay top dollar? You get a picture with the president. (laughs) That's where we are right now. Oh, what a hack fuck. Now, Uh, they're having a great dinner. uh And this is, it's amazing because even in this movie where Belushi... He's not really playing the Jim Belushi kind of cartoon yeah, he's guy. He's very low key, actually. Because um, there's there's not a lot of room for comedy here, mm-hmm. uh, although it is unintentionally hilarious <laughs> and, at times. And uh, I mean, every woman who he meets is worshiping his dick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's why. That's every, why it's that's, it's it, unintentionally hilarious. It's awful. Uh, so it's kind of great though, because this is sort of the only scene where he lets that sort of like strut a little bit. Uh, because like <laughs> this is a great scene. They're like there's they're finishing up their dinner. Uh, it's it's the it's Jim Belushi who is single. Mm-hmm. It is William Russ who uh, is uh, married. The wife is there. Lorraine Bracco is there. His partner Tony Goldwyn is there, mm-hmm. uh, and Tony Goldwyn's wife. Yes. So this is the scene at this table, and Tony Goldwyn is not the president at this point. He is no. not. He is not President Fitz just yet. <laughs> that comes later. So. What happens is, like, behind them, some asshole, some rich fucking douchebag starts screaming at this waitress about, like, this is the wrong check, blah, 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 freaking out. Belushi is, of course, the one that steps up to defend this waitress's honor Mm -hmm. and gets up and, like, kind of, like, cock of the walk, gets this old man to sit back down. But because yeah, this guy's like seventy years old, like, get down there, overtimer. Yeah, don't hey, hang on a second. Stop harassing this woman. That's my job. <laughs> but what he says here, though, that's crazy. He looks at the guy's check and he's like, "Oh, that's my check." Mm. Belushi picks up the tab for this dinner, <laughs> which I think is outrageous. Oh, on the take, he's on the take for sure. <laughs> oh, because easily, also, yeah. we come to find out he's got this like really gigantic apartments yeah full of like antiques and weird shit and then he also has a country house yeah yeah this is a, this is Cops a shack we're in shack have... territory no, it definitely is it's jim's country shack <laughs> what you Come know on down. jim's country shack you know what cops definitely have is a poison ivy room <laughs> did anybody else notice this he has a whole room of plants yes it's like an, that he's just tr- tending what to? do they call that they, they have solariums my god what a- atrium or something? Oh, an atrium. I, I said solarium. I yeah. said greenhouse. 
Yeah. It's well, essentially a greenhouse in a cop's apartment. <laughs> Chris Kelly. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. My, my grow up. I'm going down. <laughs> that would make sense with all the money he has. But we did a movie on this show called Hot to Trot, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And there was one There's of these. There's a similar in there. one in exactly. there, too. It was and I tr- think you call that a solarium. Okay, maybe it is. And it was a trend at the time. Yeah, and I kind of wish I had one. But Bobcat Goldwith in that movie is a titan of industry. Yeah, and like this is exactly. a fucking a cop in Palm Beach. <laughs> is um, mafia ties? Oh, there you go. Is uh, you think there's a grow up there or what? It would have to be. What else are you doing with all this plant life? Oh no, I got a bunch of sticky shit back there. Don't go, <laughs> don't go rooting in there. Also, by the way, he definitely tells this old man to leave this waitress a thirty percent tip, yes. and he says that. Making sure that the waitress can hear what's going on, because you better believe this is Trace's a red man. She's fucking getting ready to get down. But also, like he shows his badge, he's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're disturbing the peace, man. Sit down. Make sure you leave her a thirty percent tip." I'm like, "Are you really abusing your power right now? Like, I feel like that's enough to get you at least suspended." Hey, hey look. When you murder your wife next year, you're going to want somebody on your side. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I'm going to grease my palm here. I think you're going to help my friend out with a drink. So here's the deal. Uh, he immediately picks up this woman in the parking lot. And it's like, it's like, what's her name? Is, is she Melissa? Is that is that it? She's got a name. I mean, because like she's turns, got a name. No, but it turns out <laughs> everybody Morgan? knew Morgan. Yes, everyone knew this waitress because late, as the movie goes on, like, oh, are you going to Morgan's funeral? Like, oh, I missed Morgan's funeral. She's the waitress. I don't know. Like, it, it turns out even that his brother was sleeping with her too. His, exactly. Yeah, they traded off, man. Because everything in this movie is just like a sweaty hot. <laughs> um, Thing. I think this is the sexiest movie we've done since Zondali. Oh wow! Remember oh, that one? Yeah. Nicholas Cage, Judd, uh, Judge Reinhold with a mustache. I've still never seen that movie because I wasn't on that episode. It's Who's the uh, the woman in that? Is it Mimi Rogers? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. Recall. Angie Everhart, maybe. Uh, I don't no. know. So yes, this is Morgan Abe Cassidy. Vigoda. The- oh. <laughs> it was Nick Cage and Abe Vigoda could, having a steamy could you, romance. Could you make love to me for old times' sake? <laughs> Um, so yeah, he picks her up. It's a re- it's like a two line pickup, yeah, which I feel is impossible for a Jim Belushi type person. But that's what I'm saying. I think they're kind of playing a game wherein like she knew him for the whole time, and he's just like, hey man, you know, oh, like, is that what's going yeah, on? It's like it's certified like- copy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly, like certified copy. By the way, only time in human history where those two films will ever be compared. Uh, so yeah, so they go back to his place. It's a lot of like oh what's this thing and he's like oh it's a record player and i'm like oh my god we, we didn't say what the the number one character in this movie is which is the brass section of this oh, film man. holy right. shit and the, the unfortunate thing or i don't know if this is a bonus or a fault maybe a we get, maybe we can decide <laughs> right now no because there's not just exclusively saxophone here there is some very very like uh, like high, sort of like tinny trumpet going on. Oh, oh dude, it. that gave me a headache. Like five seconds in, I'm like, dude, tell that guy to shut really? up. Really? <laughs> I was taking my shirt off. <laughs> That's what it's trying to get you to do. But you know, also. <laughs> That's yeah. the first yeah. character. The second is the location. <laughs> With that music and my perceived humidity. <laughs> yeah, it's like I the... was sweating and I was rearing. 
It's like the saxophone at the end of the insider. It's yeah, like it's, it's too much, and like it's overhead shots of driving in Palm Beach. So yeah, yeah she, they they have sex. Um, she he has to go to court early in the morning. He so, has the line time to wake up, babe. Yeah, oh, oh yeah, he's oh, just great. like nudging her, and it's kind of great because he's like, "Yep, get the fuck out," and she's like, "I don't think so. I want scrambled eggs. Yeah. I want this." He's like, "Sorry, babe, gotta go to court." <laughs> He actually farted. <laughs> he did. He did. He did fart in the film. Uh, no. So then, this is we're getting into the nitty gritty. Man, Jim Belushi is testifying against some Florida Italian mafia. It's a fat gang. It's yeah. a gang of fat people. It is. It, it's it's amazing because the the brother who's not on trial is named Minnesota Fats. Something or other, Gambini or whatever the name is. Well, they call him Minnesota yes. in reference to Minnesota Fed. Because he's so overweight. Right. Yes. Which is not even that big. The other guy later in this movie is enormous. That guy is pretty big. That guy should well, have been Minnesota there, Fed. There's, there's like multiple longos in this. I mean, like... <laughs> Like when they when you see their full gang, yeah, there's like seven fat guys <laughs> but, and this as is your like tufts. Su- this is like super fat. It's amazing. Yeah. I loved it. I love every second. Pound about this for fat. pound, this is the best movie we've <laughs> these, <seen. laughs> these guys are just like eating gator, running numbers. Oh yeah, dude. Like yeah. gator hoagies Everything all over the place is fried. Oh, even of the, course. Even the bread on that <laughs> that hoagie bread is fried, dude. It's the swamp mafia, man. <laughs> So he's testifying against this dude for killing this woman in a hotel. Uh, he he points the guy out in the courtroom. At that moment, Minnesota himself is the brother of the guy on trial. Yeah. Stands up and leaves the courtroom. Belushi sort of spies this, but he can't like go after the guy. He's on the stand, yeah. obviously. So he finishes testifying. He says, you know, like, uh, this woman was murdered in this hotel. I saw this guy there with her, blah, 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 blah. This case, by the way, is like paper thin. Because oh, like, yeah. T- there's like nothing to this case because all it is is Belushi was at a hotel bar. This woman uh, who is a what we're, called, we're calling a call girl is upstairs. This guy goes up to see her and then comes right back down. Belushi sees him and then this woman turns up dead. And that is it. And that's, that's it. You're going to jail. And what was like if Belushi was just there off like he, he was, was having a drink at the hotel. He's just getting he drunk at the hotel bar. Oh yeah. yeah, man! You call that you you call that just a little hotel trip, you know? You just <laughs> go, you hit the Sheridan first, then you go down to the Hilton hotel hopping. Hotel hopping. Oh fuck yeah! You Welcome back fi- to hotel hopping with Jim. You find yourself a widow and you hang on for dear life. What else do you do when the Olive Garden closes? <laughs> It's like bar rescue, except for it's teaching you how to absolutely sink your business. <laughs> um. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, my 20s, while being a lot of fun, a lot of the time, were pretty rough. I wasn't exactly rolling in dough. I lived at home until I was about 25. And for most of it, I didn't have this show or you lovely people in my life. I just kind of drifted around without direction and didn't know where to voice that. Then I started to get my crap together one piece at a time, and the last piece, which didn't come until my early 30s, was therapy. And man, I wish it came along sooner. Ever since I started sitting down as a licensed therapist, I've had a place to voice my insecurities and try to fashion plans to help me achieve my goals. So that's why I'm thrilled we're sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be flexible, convenient, and suited to meet your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and the good thing is you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. 
Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash WHM today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash WHM. This episode's brought to you in part by Rocket Money, and they have this question for you. They handed to me just now. Mr. Rocket just handed me this. Do you know how much your subscriptions really cost? Most Americans think they pay around $80 a month on subscription services, but the actual total is closer to $200. If you don't know exactly how much you're spending every month, you need Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. And with Rocket Money, you can lower those bills without resorting to having bean dinners every day of the week. You know, you have those bean dinners to try to save some few bucks. But if you were monitoring your spending with Rocket Money, you didn't necessarily need to eat every bean dinner. So find out what all the fuss is about. You know, over 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about, like the Stars app. Don't get me started. You don't have to go through all the back end of the website anymore. You don't have to call customer service. Rocket Money helps you manage all your finances in one place as well and categorizes everything. It's easy to keep track of a whole budget. Even I can do it and I got rocks in my head. So find out what 3 million people have already done. They've taken the rocket, folks. Stop throwing the money away. Cancel unwanted subscriptions and manage your expenses the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash WHM. That is rocketmoney.com slash WHM. Once more, rocketmoney.com slash WHM, which stands for We Hate Movies. So this dude, Minnesota, runs out of the courtroom. Later, Jim Belushi is leaving with uh, with Tony Goldwyn, and he notices that this dude has fucked up his car. Now, and for, well, by the way, this guy fucked up his car in front of a courthouse. In front of a courthouse yeah. in police, broad daylight. In session, like, and it's <laughs> not just like he keyed this thing. This car is destroyed. It's smashed in. Like it's like, you know probably a convertible, but it's, the whole thing is smashed in. Yes, and it's, it's like spray, spray painted. painted. My God, the thing is, like I feel like this happens. It definitely happens in the principle. The only way to get Jim Belushi to act, like to act in any way, because this whole movie is like, oh yeah, this, that, the other. Oh man, my fucking car! Oh. Like it's automo- <laughs> automotive trauma. And also, yes. that was my dad's fucking car. Oh right, yeah, it's his dad's car. He He's mentions my dad. He mentions my that dad. his dad, by the way. My dad. <laughs> he mentions dad. that his father was a fucking. Uh, trumpet player in a uh-huh. big band. Oh yeah! Oh my god! Oh, is he scoring this film? It yes. might be. Yeah, that's well, why you have a migraine. He did say like, "Oh, well, I don't know where he is. He, I, I guess if he's, he's still alive, he's, he's still, probably he's touring playing, around yes. gigging." <laughs> but th- 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 this is what I'm saying. So like, he's if he's a, if he's in a movie and like his wife dies, he's gonna be like, oh man, and then like director has to be like. Hey, Jim, uh, well, we're going to take that again. Imagine that she is a Subaru that you just got T-boned. Okay? All right, now take that again. Oh, man, my fucking wife! Well, I think this is kind of like White Doves with John Woo. Like, because it happens in K911, too. Yes, it's fucking car gets fucked it gets up. shot up to hell. Oh, my fucking wife needs premium, not regular. <laughs> and it's great here, too, because they're supposed to be like. 
from the area. Mm -hmm. Like him and the brother are from the area. And he is like, my car! (laughs) My car! (laughs) And I'm like, Jesus, dude, just dial that back. Can you dial that back at all? He was actually supposed to do the Jeff Daniels in uh, Terms of Endearment role, (laughs) but he could not figure out what kind of a car Deborah Winger would be. So he's like, oh, I don't know, yeah. is she like a is she like a coupe or a two door or what? Oh, maybe it's like a gremlin. <laughs> it's definitely not a Ferrari. <laughs> so they know where this dude Minnesota hangs out, which I think is called the Snake Piss Bar. It, the snake called, Pit. Snake oh, pit. I heard kind of correctly. <laughs> this which, thing, and this is one of these fucking swamp bars, man. Which one guaranteed they're not paying taxes? They're not registered in any phone book situation. No, no. It is like basically a a a open air shed pavilion type thing <laughs> with like some tarps See, this and that's the, a bar this is the shit that like this is why the atf exists besides <laughs> besides attacking cults yes it's like attacking uh well what what do you want to what do you want to do a, a cult or a swamp bar <laughs> i'm thinking cult they keep doing cult. That's a Henry Francis who's who's excellent in that Waco show. Everybody is excellent in that Waco show. I am loving it. Betty, there's another cult. We got to shoot him up. <laughs> <laughs> um, You're getting so- fat, Betty. I'm going to have to shoot up another cult. <laughs> Betty would drive him to Ruby Ridge. <laughs> Betty, I'm, I'm going to go to Ruby Ridge and fuck it up. <laughs> Look, I'm going to take Sally to a swamp bar, Betty. And then... <laughs> She will see what it is like. I don't remember the name exactly. It sounded like snake piss or something. I don't know. So they go to this bar. They they start snooping around. They break through this back room. Somebody's cutting up coke or something. I didn't get exactly what's yes. going on here. Oh, there's pounds. Yeah, is I that what's it, going yeah, on? So cocaine. then Minnesota starts booking it. They're chasing this dude through the swamp, and he fucking falls down a hill. Oh, it's great. Oh, no, but it, we get it at first. It's a it's a it's a, a a Batman fight in this back room of a bar. But it's with a bunch of fat guys. Again, I'm like, I'm talking about a ton of fat guys. I think they're like spo- they're there just to be like not muscle, obviously, but like bulk. Just to, yes, to be like a wall between Belushi and Minnesota, so Minnesota and can leave. They've got their guns drawn. The the, the fattest guy just kind of charges yeah, at Belushi dude, like a bear. Dude. It's like. Dude, you can get shot right shoot now. Shoot them. Shoot them. Yeah. They don't shoot anyone. I would shoot everyone. But you're in Palm Beach. Like, you could get, like, a weightlift, not, like, all these fupas yes, yes, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> like, everywhere. Dude, but, Kevin, this speaks to the quality of the gang we're dealing with. Yes. These are not, well, as we would say, top men. You, you want to hear something I could not believe? <laughs> One of these guys gets away and is outpacing Tony I'm Perfect Goldwyn. <laughs> He's an Adonis in this movie. Mm-hmm. But this is Minnesota. He runs away. He falls down a hill and lands in a river. <laughs> and Belushi's got a great line. He's like, oh, Minnesota's all wet. Because he's like, get me out of here because there's gators, obviously. You step yes. in a puddle, there might be a gator in that pond. That's pond true. Beach. Yeah, fucking gator puddles, man. That's a real problem down there in Florida. She's like, what the fuck did you do to my car? It's my dad's car. 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 And I'm from Florida. Jim, car. Jim, Jim, stop. Jim, stop. He's My dead. Dad. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> My dad. Uh, uh, all right, now we have Jim Belushi uh, for Oscar Schindler and Schindler's List. <laughs> uh, how many cars were... What, what happened to all the cars, man? And how many cars could I have saved with this watch, man? It's a cattle car. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Uh, Jim, you've been fired. I think we will go with Liam Neeson after all. You know what? Scrap the whole movie. <laughs> Boy, it must have been slim pickings if it was down to Liam Neeson oh, and then just Jim Belushi. Imagine if slim pickings did it. Oh, Slim Pickens himself yes. played Oscar Schindler? Yes. Oh, get Jerry Lee back for Ben Kingsley's role. <laughs> oh, yeah, dog accountant. <laughs> well, Stephen, it would be cuter if a dog played Ben Kingsley's role. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's not what we're doing here. <laughs> what, if I, what if we were on the other side? <laughs> <laughs> what if only the dog was in color? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think Ray Fiennes could be a good Schindler. Hey, Ray, 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 talk. Oh, my God. Fucking Jim Belushi is Eamon Goff or whatever the fuck. That is a dark movie. Oh, it I think sure is. That, he could, see, he could, he could pull that off better than he could pull off Oscar Schindler. Oh, oh yeah, for, for sure. sure. It, again, the benevolence and like the empathy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Unless well, it's a car, he has no empathy. But, and, yeah, and he can just imagine like the whole camp is just progress. <laughs> yeah. So he'd be really angry about everything. You're, ruin a, you're ruining my car called Germany. <laughs> so we get, uh, he goes home after this. Like, this kind of comes to nothing. The guy's like, hey, man, I didn't do it. Right. And also, by the way, Jim Belushi gets a letter that's says if you go to court you're gonna get killed or something yes yeah 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 yeah. so uh he goes home another unintentionally hilarious moment right here because he walks in the door and you can tell he he realizes that someone is currently or has been in the house and the way it is it is uh he's tipped off is because he notices someone has taken a bite out of fruit from a bowl. <laughs> and you can tell he's like, well, that certainly wasn't me. <laughs> Eating fruit? That don't sound like me. I eat out of my chicken bowl all the Wait, time. Wait, that's not plastic? Well, the funny thing so it's Lorraine Bracco. And, and like, she we, is horny as fuck. Oh. She, the, the, the Thirsty. Movie, the, the movie, like, there's no narration until there's narration. He's like, Oh, by the way, did I tell you I'm sleeping with LeBrain Bracco? I am. Yep. And that's like, that's kind of it for the narration for about an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> it is so bizarre and intermittent. It's just. And but this instance, like, I can see, like, when you have a bad screenplay and you need some, some voiceover to kind of, like, fill in some gaps yeah. or whatever, but, like, Lorraine Bracco comes around the corner. She's like licking her lips like a cartoon wolf at Jim Belushi. Like, like I get, I it. get it. Yeah. And by the way, like two seconds after he says, hey, I'm fucking her, he fucks her. Yes, exactly. So they start sleeping together immediately. <laughs> I would have figured that out. Yeah. The weird th- this movie is the same year as Basic Instinct, but I feel like it's very similar in like kind of shape. Well, she's hilariously got this like blonde dye job going yeah. on. Like, I don't know what this. And mm-hmm. we have to address L- Lorraine Bracco in this movie right yes. now. She is inarguably fucking horrible. She's terrible. Yeah. She won a Razzie for this. Not that that means anything. No, but she it, won a Razzie it for this. Nothing. It's like she is in the process of the inside of her body is being frozen. <laughs> she is just like slowing down more and more as she's delivering she, these deadpan you're, lines. You're being asked to be attracted. Your character <laughs> yeah. being attracted to Jim Belushi. You have to be dead inside. But this is, dude, it is fucking post-Goodfellas. She has got some cachet behind well, her. Miss, if you don't want to do this movie, don't do well, this movie. She is, she's a classic actor. She's, she, Goodfellas is an all-time performance. It's a great performance for her. She's great in and Sopranos. She, she's great in Sopranos. I I think she's very much like the kind of actress that can needs a really strong director to kind of corral her where she needs to go. Or maybe she thought she was playing a replicant, you know, with, <laughs> oh, this, nice. with this intermittent voiceover. Why would I hurt the turtle? <laughs> 
And I looked into Roy Batty's eyes, and I realized he wasn't going to hurt me, and that he's given up, and then whatever that fucking horrendous end of Blade Runner yeah. voice. Oh, right. Oof. Uh, oh, so this is, oh, man, the script to Theatrical this movie. cut, by the way. Of course. Yes. Uh, the script to this movie. Mwah. We have a line here. Belushi starts fucking going downtown. Oh, yeah. It's, to which Lorraine Bracco replies, oh, ladies first. You're missing the most important part of this entire scene am i there is a, they, <laughs> yes. I, was just, I was just talking about the cunnilingus no yes no Look at my fucking dad's cunnilingus <laughs> she is she is eating an orange while this is oh, happening right. this is the most repulsive thing that i've ever seen in my entire not just Here's eating thing, it but sucking like the the juice it's just disgusting the, the thing is like you know food and sex some people are into it some people aren't mm-hmm. whatever i guess oranges, you're not huh not Oranges never come into the... It's too acidic, man. It burns. I mean, my God, you get the fucking juice and the raw... Like, listen, citrus is out. <laughs> it is a, it's an unsexy fruit. Well, here... You know what? How about this? I'll play devil's advocate. What if... You got some some orange juice in your fucking urethra? Is that what you're going to say? No. (laughs) But what I'm saying is the danger of that is what's enticing because you've been playing the food game a long time (laughs) and now you want to spice it up and like the, you know, you're working your way up to lime. Oh, no, you work your way over to grapefruit, man. That'll that'll oh, burn your Lord, fucking shit. eye socket out. That's but the it's, big game. It is like the most unsexy. Steve is right. This is the most important part because this is the most unsexy thing you'll see. She's like slowly <laughs> pulling this chewed up, <laughs> half chewed, half chewed, just piece of orange out of her mouth. It's all like the white rind yeah. part is still stuck it's, on it. And she's like, she didn't swallow. And. Uh, can we talk, orange, you pervert. <laughs> can we talk about her laugh for a second? Like it's it's like it's supposed to be a sexy <laughs> laugh. She goes, <laughs> that's like that's what it is. It's just like <laughs> that's my first. sexy chortle. It's like I'm going down a Bob Hoskins. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but no, I mean it's Roger. Roger. Yeah. <laughs> Delightful, and I mean, like again, like Lorraine Bracco, a is like she she looks fantastic in this movie, but like they do everything they can to make her unsexy by eating this orange it's and this disgusting. awful script. <laughs> and she has to, to Chris's point, which cannot be understated, she has to pretend to be aroused by Jim Belushi, which right. is really well, yeah. You you feel bad for every woman in this movie because they all have to be attracted to him. Yeah, every it's not just one. one; it's all of them. Everybody, every woman in this movie is attracted to Jim Belushi. I'd be more like you know you, you when you rewatch King Kong, like what do these ladies see in King Kong? <laughs> it makes more sense than Jim Belushi. It makes even less sense, you know. This whole like confusion is exacerbated by the fact that <laughs> yes, well, King, I mean King... Tony Goldwyn is right there. Yes, yes. Tony Go- a 1992 <laughs> Tony Goldwyn. He's looking great. We do get to play with him a little bit later. Mm. Oh, that's right. Uh, so they have sexual intercourse. We uh, we move on from there. He gets a second letter. Yes, uh, it's again, you know, threatening, but also like semi mysterious. At this point, Morgan, the waitress from the first scene, sh- fi- winds up dead um and jim belushi takes the call because he's a homicide detective and he's like oh man it's one of the many women i'm sleeping with right now yeah it's by the he, way you're off the case well exactly yeah, right yeah, no, yeah. i i understand this oh. because he's clearly fucked every woman in palm beach oh i see the oh. chief is like well i can't do anything about it <laughs> if you think about it i'm the most objective person on earth <laughs> Uh, this is after Tony Goldwyn and his wife have like an anniversary party. The only reason to bring this up 
One, Belushi is flirting hard with this woman. She is flirting His wife. right back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tony yeah. Goldwyn's yeah. Tony Goldwyn's wife. In front of Tony Goldwyn, the fucking hot cuck. I, well, <laughs> Welcome back to Hot Cuck, starring Tony Goldwyn. And he's doing, he's fucking perpetrating all of this. He's fucking hitting on his partner's wife while wearing, and I've never seen this, an all-black Canadian tuxedo. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. Go, I think black... Canadian tuxedo looks better than it does. Than the, that's what Steve Austin wears to a funeral. Like that's what he's gonna <laughs> he buttons it all the way up. <laughs> we do get both kinds of Canadian tuxedo in this movie, regular and black. It's and, true. And this script is a mess because there's this guy, like at this party it has nothing to do with anything, but there's this guy like, Oh hey Tommy, you still a private eye? He's like, Yes, I kind of am. And like, well, I'll talk to you in the third act, buddy. <laughs> yep, see you later. You're not a well, character, but you're gonna be kind of important at the end. This is clearly a swingers community. Though. Oh yeah! Like, oh, first sure. of all, you're having it's your anniversary, and you invite everybody to. Yeah, <laughs> and the number two, Tony Goldwyn is just shooting the shit with Jim Belushi. This woman comes up yes. to him and starts making out with him. Oh yeah, <laughs> while is, saying happy anniversary. This woman who's kind of a character, but kind of not. I think she works with William Ross, who's uh, Belushi's brother. I think that's is the that, thing. Is that it's Amanda I, who comes man, up yeah. at the end? Yes, of the I think she's like a campaign aide or something. Yes, she. Is. Oh yes, you're totally right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's also very integral in the last three. But minutes she does of just this. like make out and. Because like this whole thing is like, uh, there's a joke that uh, Goldwyn has a seven year itch because it's their seventh anniversary. Right. Blah blah blah. And this woman's like, hey, and she makes out <laughs> with him, and then like Blue's like, the fuck, and he's like, hey man, you could read the menu, but you don't have to order out. And I'm like, the fuck is going on at this swinger party? It's, also, he's yeah. ordered out quite a lot. <laughs> yeah. Oh don't, yeah, don't dude. fuck with me on this. Take out, pick up. He's done it all, <laughs> man. Done it all. And later, fucking Belushi's <laughs> necking with his wife. I can't believe yeah. it. I just cannot believe this movie. Do you think this, uh, in that scenario that you would get Domino's takeout insurance? Which is the saddest thing humanity has ever Wait, what, what is this? No, no, back it up. Back you don't know what up. Domino's takeout insurance is? Do I eat Domino's? No, do you haven't seen this commercial? So it's, I only no. eat Domino's if my wife goes out of town. <laughs> Otherwise, All right, you stop could the look. episode. Let's just talk about that. Otherwise, <laughs> you could look, but you can't order off the menu or whatever. He's got the seven-year Domino's here. <laughs> no, because it's, you know, you know what it is, dude? It's like, I'll be up at fucking 12.30 at night with a tall glass of water behind me, or yeah. three, and mm-hmm. I'm like, to, an, to a head of you. Speaking of no one's looking, <laughs> yeah, it's the Domino's the order. Best, time. By the way, the best New York pizza. <laughs> if you come to this town, be Dom- sure to get the Domino's. Sorry for talking about New York, but get the yeah. Domino's. Domino's beef and jalapeno pie. Oh my <laughs> god, what a terrible story. What a morning on the toilet that'll be. <laughs> so, look, it's Domino's takeout insurance. Okay. It's, it's the yeah. least dignity humanity's ever had, which is okay. If you go into Domino's and pick it up, not if it's delivered, if you go yeah. and pick it up, yeah. if something happens to your pizza no. on the way to your house, no. can't you just rip this off? They will replace it for you, I guess, but A they're like, but you have to be it. like, I'm, I'm sorry, I broke my pizza. Could you give me another one? <laughs> sorry, Mr. Domino's. I was walking home with my pizza, but before I got home, I ate. It all. 
Have you ever seen Stripes? The beginning of Stripes? That's what happened to I me. Think... Excuse me, Mr. Domino's. I was on my way home, and then an older boy took my Domino's. Can you give me another Domino's, please? Yes, because all this shit's going to spoil fast. <laughs> <laughs> so we better get it out of here. Dude, how? Just think about this for a second. Think about the this. The lack of dignity you need. <laughs> exactly. You have to return to a Domino's <laughs> store and ask the person behind the counter to replace a pizza you this... somehow destroyed while walking home? This person who is clearly 25 years younger than you are. And also, what was there? An explosion? How are you going to destroy a Domino's pizza? That thing is like, it's made. It's done. It's not going yeah. anywhere. I'm sorry, Mr. Domino's. <laughs> I was walking home and I saw a clown in a sewer and he took my pizza down there. We all float down here, Georgie. Give me a pizza. You got insurance, don't you? <laughs> I'm Danny DeVito. I've run on hard times. Now wait a second. It, will they only replace, will they only replace a pizza or like if you drop a bunch of wings oh, on the no, side? That's, yeah. that's a great question. That's what's great the wings? What's what's going on with those wings? Well, it depends on your deductible, I guess. <laughs> Dude, listen. You have inspired. I feel like I am inspired to really push it with oh, this policy. I see what does it cover the cinnamon twists as well? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a big one. Or like, oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Domino's. I was walking home and I spilled my two liter of Pepsi and it exploded. I, I just dropped it and I know if it opens, it's going to explode. Can I get another one, Mr. Domino's? I was eating the Mentos and I was drinking the soda and it fell in and it sprayed me in the face. Mr. Domino, can we talk privately? I just want to do it in front of all these other people. Dude, that is exactly how how you have to fucking make the claim one on one with a Domino's pizza artist because there's no way I could say it in front of a group of people. Jesus Christ. You need a confession booth. Like, like, <laughs> Forgive me, Mr. Domino's, for I have sinned. It's oh been sadly God. one day since my last confession. Oh, my God. wife's been out of town for a long weekend and I keep coming back. <laughs> she might not be coming back. <laughs> I had a tall glass of water, Mr. Domino's, and I dropped it. A what? <laughs> um, I don't even know where. No, so um, oh that's that God. party. That happens. Uh, and so this woman is dead. Uh, and this sort of starts the serial killer angle. It's like, oh, my God, this woman. She's, by the way, uh, she's dead, but done up with, like, really a lot of red lipstick. Traces. There are it's, traces of red. There yeah. are traces Eve of red. St. Laurent, ruby red. <laughs> It's this, uh, she died in the same way that the lady from the case he's a witness for. Died. That's yes. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. they just threw this Italian guy in jail for no reason. Yeah, that's pretty great, actually. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, I think she, she stabbed with a letter opener, which, okay. Ah, that's something. It's sort of something. I just feel like someone kind of glanced at the, the spec script for fucking basic instinct. Like, yeah, I'll make that movie. <laughs> this is written by, by the way, um, Jim Piddock, who is a... Christopher uh, Guest. Uh, uh, a Christopher Guest oh, actor who's the, yeah. he's God, the for British... A, for a second, I thought that was the name of the Vegas guy, the shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, no. Uh, oh. He is the... Uh, I got a little Lorraine Bracco laugh. <laughs> oh my God! It's like I'm going down on Bob Hoskins over here. <laughs> so, no, uh, he he's the British guy from uh, Be from Best in Show, who's like the straight man to Fred Willard. 
That's that's right. Uh, he's he's way more of an actor than he's Green a Hornet. much better actor than yeah. he's been. Oh oh yeah, and he's one of my favorite parts of this movie. Oh my god! So yeah, uh, so there's a lot of a uh, lot of red herrings in this movie. Sort of uh, right out the gate, Belushi is like suspecting Tony Goldwyn. Lorraine Bracco becomes a suspect because she owns the same uh, lipstick brand that's been found on the corpse. Well, like, oh, she's jealous. Obviously, right. because, like, who could ever have Belushi's cock is now that's is, is forever yeah. changed. I guess. <laughs> oh, excuse me, Mr. Domino's. I dropped Belushi's cock on the way home. <laughs> All right, it's another $5. Oh. In the garbage it goes. Uh, there's a great scene where Lorraine Bracco. Lorraine Bracco is this widow who is also like a big like Palm Beach socialite. Uh, and, and she's having a like a, a fundraiser party yes. for the brother. Yes. Uh, and it's there's. I think, oh man, there's so many gems, but this is one of my fucking fave lines of this movie. Is he's he's like talk like Lorraine Bracco like sets him up to talk to this couple or whatever, and he's like, so hey, by the way, uh, how did Lorraine Bracco's husband bite the big one? And this dude, without flinching, goes, well, she didn't fuck him to death, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's that's what I'm talking about a horny movie. Like that line should not be yeah. horny at yeah. all. Exactly. How did We're he die? talking about a man who died. <laughs> A year ago, <laughs> a man you were probably presumably friends with on yeah. some level. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, it's outrageous, dude. I guess. Well, it's like this is like the fucking hoi polloi, man. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they're all actually just cold pieces of shit. But I mean, like, my God, you didn't fuck him to death. Like, holy shit, dude. I don't know. I like, are you like, is this old man mad at Lorraine Bracco <laughs> for like not putting out? I don't understand. I think he's very angry. I think he's upset. Mm-hmm. He yeah. seems it, and then, but like, how do you follow that up? How like, <laughs> you oh, 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 she didn't fuck him to death. It was brain cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it took forever. It was what really was it brutal. Actually? It was he had a heart attack uh, oh, watching, watching the a Sox. Red, Red Sox game. He had a massive heart attack watching a Red Sox game. <laughs> Been there, which is how most of New England will go. <laughs> So uh, they start like putting a, a trail on Lorraine Bracco. Yeah, th- at this point, there there's two pieces of main evidence. One, which is the the ruby, ruby red lipstick, which is uh, like Eric said, Yves Saint, Yves, Yves Saint, Yves Saint, Saint Laurent, Laurent. Uh, ruby red. Uh, but the the uh, CSI guys like it, the thousands of women wear this. It's a pretty common shade. Yeah, and then but also the letter. Has uh, a very like a deficient D and a deficient L from a either a typewriter or a computer. So like, ooh, this is kind of like getting into the nitty gritty of crime investigation. Yeah, man, it's like it was like pretty crazy. I was like waiting for some more CSI people to come out, like uh, Ted Danson. Never, <laughs> you will forget what? that Ted Danson was on CSI. He was the lead. He was like a Mark yeah. Harmon type, right? Yeah, like, he filled uh, in for Peterson after Peterson left. Oh wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, how many seasons? I, more than one, wow. which is uh, you know kind of shocking. Uh, so yeah, they're trying to like set wow. a tail on her. They're trying to break into Lorraine Bracco's office yes. to check her office. What's great about this is like they have to eliminate <laughs> all the printers that she owns, which yes. is hysterical. <laughs> so he, Belushi goes to her house and looks at one printer. Is like, nope, not this printer. <laughs> on to the next printer she owns. Have you ever owned more than one printer? No, I mean in the nineties no. maybe there was. We loved printers in the nineties. We did. Uh, so th- there's this scene. It's kind of great. The way that they operate, this Belushi is- and Tony Goldwyn, is like one of them sets a distraction and the other one does the thing. And this so, like, is Batman 1960s. Yes, shit. The Keystone <laughs> Cops. It They're is like- ridiculous. It's like 
Belushi's like, all right, go sweet talk that secretary to get into the office. Do your thing. And like poor Tony Goldwyn just has to go in and like lay this thirst trap on this mm-hmm. woman. And he's pretending to be like a printer repairman. Yeah. Okay, Those likely story. They don't just show up. You know what I mean? And she's like, oh, okay, sure. And he's like, you got, so, you know, my boss is giving me a hard time. I really got to get in there right away. He's like, I'm running late. Flash, like you're flashes, a plumber. Flashes the badge. Geek squad, ma'am. Stand back. <laughs> also, also, you're a detective. Just fucking say, I have to look at this shit. Like, but then she was there. Want. They don't want her to know that she's right. being investigated right, by the police. But she's been, she was there. She met Morgan. She know, like They're going to talk to her at the night she died. I think it's something about like he's Belushi doesn't want her to know that other people know that they're sleeping together because Belushi also because he'd be off the case yet again. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's been. Like, I'm not only sleeping with the dead woman, I sleep with the suspect too. <laughs> All right, you know what, ma'am? Listen, I am a Domino's claim investigator. I got a claim for a five dollar pizza that went awry, and I need to see if there's tomato sauce oh, on the floor. R- well, okay, no, no, you distract her, and I'm gonna sneak into her house to see if that fucking pizza's in there, <laughs> and it wasn't destroyed at all, dude. Domino's pizza insurance fraud. Dude. That's like a. Thing. <laughs> Like, oh, you're telling me, sir. Now, wait a second, sir. You're telling me that at the time your house burned down, there were nine Domino's pizzas inside it. I just imagine Edward Norton from Fight Club, like, walking into different Domino's and talking about his caseload. I'm imagining, like, uh, Guy Pearson Memento interviewing Stephen Tobolowsky. That, That look of recognition. He he knew that I was from Pete's Domino's Pizza. Well, I'm sorry, but I dropped it on the way home. Did you have a marinara sauce or cream sauce? Sammy, it's time for your slice. <laughs> he was the man who dropped a whole pizza on the sidewalk. Stephen Dobolowski. Sammy, it's time for your slice. <laughs> he fucking dies of diabetes. That's how you get it. Uh, no, so like, luckily. <laughs> You know, it's it's your classic. Like she's going to lunch. Uh, Goldwyn goes in to fix the printer, and Belushi's supposed to be lookout, but fucking totally runs away like a coward. He really does. Because Rocco thought, comes back, because she's like, "Oh, I forgot something or whatever." Yeah, I thought it was going to be a thing where he like intercepts and, "Oh, fancy meeting you here." That would be good for your partner if you did that. But he just runs away, <laughs> and he doesn't like he doesn't run to like a payphone no. to like beep him or anything no. like that. It's, it's, <laughs> oh, gotta get out of here! And like, luckily. It's it's Palm Beach. So there's a patio on her office. Yeah, and this was a bullshit a lanai. move. It's possible. I think in Florida it's called the lanai. I'm not sure. What? I have no idea. What the you're Golden saying. Girls have a lanai. I don't. It's oh. an area that's kind of like a patio, but it's not quite. Why is it not quite? I don't know. Because it's on a swamp. <laughs> we, should, uh, we should get a Golden Girls expert in here. To yeah, just, we like, should clear this all up. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a, an annoying move that happens right here because he slinks out like uh oh and like gets out of there, but then they like do this weird like pan to reveal like she comes back into the office, yeah. but Tony Goldwyn's like still standing there and yeah. he's like. All right, is she back? Okay, now I'll go. Like, just yeah, leave. He's like behind a curtain with his shoes peeking out. Like, 
It's been, we uh, we did we missed a crucial scene though that Which we really uh, uh, the brother and uh, Jim Bob here he, they go to uh, see their mother. Oh right, the mother who's like an invalid. Oh, right. Yeah, uh, she's got like dem- Alzheimer's probably. She's in a, well, she's in a wheelchair. She doesn't speak. You know, I mean, the, the brother knows? says she doesn't know what day it is. Yeah, and Jim Belushi's uh, showing a little like anger towards. Her. We'll, yeah. we'll see where that comes from a little later. Right. So then uh, around this time, Jim Belushi discovers. Um, more uh, of this ruby red lipstick, this time in Tony Goldwyn's house. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. Talk about a ruby red herring, man. Because like his, his daughter, who's like kind of in this movie, she's like five years old, plays dead while they're like going over case notes or whatever. She's like, Daddy, Daddy, come quick. And he's yeah. like, you never play dead. You never play dead. <laughs> and then and she put red lipstick on like those women. But so <laughs> this is where the movie takes a really, well, it sets up part of the a, a mystery that is a really weird turn in this movie. So a third letter comes. Mm-hmm. And in this third letter, it's like something, something. Like, I'm going to talk to Gloria Wirtz. Oh, boy. <sighs> and you can see, like, Jim Belushi, like, here's that name. And he's, like, none too comfortable with the situation. All right, Jim, for this scene, uh, what I want you to do is pretend <laughs> someone borrowed your car but didn't fill it up all the way when they gave it back to you. <laughs> like, you're a little uneasy about that, right? <laughs> We were best buds. <laughs> um, so Tony Goldwyn's like, who is fucking Gloria Wirtz? What's going on? Blue, she's like, nah, 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 don't worry about it. And Goldwyn is like, no, this is part of a police investigation. I am your partner. We have to be honest with each other. And Belushi basically tells a story about how Gloria Wirtz, his first grade teacher, just sexually molested him. Well, all right. And I'm like, wait, what is this movie about? Like, you can't just drop (laughs) secret molestation case. You can. And they did. It's just grossly irresponsible. (laughs) It kind of, it's just really weird, like... And Belushi's just not the actor to do this. No. He's like, yeah, it was really rough. He's like, oh, yeah, she took me me in a closet. And he, like, stops. And then, like, he has, like, an epiphany moment. And he just goes, no, wait a minute. She used to put red lipstick on before she touched me. Yeah. See, he's playing against type. Now, he's usually the molestor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, he's the one that's supposed to be fucking harassing people and violating But I them. guess he's been doing that with all these women over the years, right? Because, yeah. like, hurt people hurt people. Oh, yeah. wow. Yes, you yes. ever hear that one, Chris? I have heard that one, Eric. Chris, that's a true thing. I, I've heard of it. <laughs> so, the, like, the, the uh, Tony Goldwyn's like, you have to te- you have to go see a shrink. By the way, it's like, it's way, not way too late, but like, it's not, he doesn't need to see a shrink right now. Like, if he's yeah. functioning now, he's fine. This is also a fucked up thing, though, because Jim Belushi is like, all right, partner, I will tell you this in confidence. You cannot tell anybody. Yeah. They cut to the next scene, and the fucking chief is just like, all right, Belushi, you can't go to Key West to question this witness because you got to go to the psychiatrist's office. And he's like, psychiatrist for what? And he's like, oh, yeah, your partner told me about how you got diddled in the first grade. And everyone's like, wait, what? Because like, it's in the middle of the hallway. Everyone's like, hey, cool. But what's fucked oh up? God. Did you hear about Jim Belushi? Oh, yeah. Jim Belushi. <laughs> Belushi doesn't flip out on Tony Goldwyn right no. now. Like, no. I fucking told you that in confidence, yeah. Mr. Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> I've been betrayed before. <laughs> so they're, they're basically, they find out that this woman 
lived in Key West, mm-hmm. uh, and they're gonna go like try to figure it out. But now Jim Belushi cannot go. Well, she's dead. It's like oh, her it's son the, lived yes, in yeah. yes, yes, yes. Like who would have a motive to try to get back at Jim Belushi? Right. Oh, because or... we should say also, by the way, that not only did this woman molest him, but then he like told on her. Yes, the woman. Went to prison. Went to prison. For like 45,000 years. And like died in prison. Yeah. yeah she, in she died in prison is the idea. And th- this is like how inept this movie is because this is Jim Belushi's movie through and through. Yeah. Tony Goldwyn is a side character that comes in and does stuff. And then it just turns into Tony Goldwyn's movie for like 31 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah, it's the that's Tony right. Goldwyn hour. Which is, I mean, again, trade up. But like, you know, that's just not how <laughs> movies work. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if it's going to be Tony Goldwyn's movie, or like, if it's going to be like a, you know, an, uh, a, a split show kind of a thing, mm-hmm. you need to set that up much earlier. Well, it I would be, like it's, it's, a split screen showing me what Jim's doing <laughs> the entire time. time. Code? <laughs> oh, God. Tim Robbins is in the bathroom. <laughs> Whatever happens in that movie. Um... Oh, what was I going to say? There was something. Oh, well, no. See, here's the thing. If your movie starts with a narration from one character that's like, show I'm dead. Let's backtrack a second. That's that dude's movie. Yeah. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that's that character's film. You can't just not have that guy around and then have Tony Goldwyn there. Yeah, it's silver bullet syndrome where, like, (laughs) he can't possibly know what fucking Tony Goldwyn's doing in Key West. Exactly. Exactly right. And it's totally useless. Like, this whole Key West sequence comes to literally less than nothing. Yeah. Like, (laughs) through and through, it takes 31 minutes, and, like, we have, like, these establishing shots of what Key West is. Oh, yeah, dude. And, like, meet the writer of the film. Who's playing a landlord? Yes. Oh my god! Because so, the the son I, apparently was gay. It's like that's kind of like what where the uh, overarching kind of thing we're kind of getting at. Because like the landlord is like, oh, he was one of my favorite tenants, and he's got like, oh, he's got a picture of him in his wallet, which is something, which is weird. And he's wearing this yeah. like drama like Letterman's jacket. It looks like. <laughs> It's pretty awesome. Yeah, but apparently he used to go to this church. Yeah. So then Tony Goldwyn goes to check out the church. You know what he kind of looks like? Mm-hmm. Steve Holt. <laughs> yeah, he, he does, does look, look like Steve, Steve Holt. Like a dramatic Steve Holt. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Tony Goldwyn goes to this church, and he's walking around. He, We should also say, by the way, that while down here, uh, he fucks Lorraine Bracco. Sure. Who yep. Like, gets the info on, like, this fucking seedy motel that he's staying at, books the next room over, they sleep together, and then she <laughs> leaves. She, <laughs> she's got this, this fucking terribly delivered line once again where, like, you know, he says something about, like, you know, you wanted to come down all the way down here, like, just to sleep with me, and she's like, <laughs> I didn't just want to sleep with you. I wanted to corrupt you. Well, which, like, sounds <laughs> like it's going to come to end. I mean, she's just a big red herring yeah. in the entire movie. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. it's her, it's her, it's her. We also get their sex scene, like, from outside the window to heighten the audience's voyeuristic well, experience. I think right. that was more like Lorraine Bracco's not getting naked for fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're probably right. right. The- By the way, did anyone catch the <laughs> <laughs> that or... The room, the number of the room that Tony Goldwyn is staying in. Totally, dude. Yeah. Room 237. Fucking oh, crazy. get out of town. Fucking yeah. insane. Dude, let me that. tell you guys something. Fucking this insane. screenplay is so clever. Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you yeah. how clever it and, is. And anybody, like, Linda, uh, uh, Lorraine Brock. <laughs> yes. Lorraine but Linda Brock. Fiorentino, Fiorentino definitely starred in a similar movie to like this. The Last Seduction. Jade. Yeah. It was, it was, Last Seduction is what oh, okay. I was thinking of. Yeah. Uh, Lorraine Jesus Brock. Christ. Shows up at this motel, 
dressed up like the Joker's girlfriend. <laughs> she's <laughs> got this weird fucking red thing going on. I'm like, right. where are you going? She's like, Jack, I thought we were going to see the paintings. <laughs> I, oh my God. How about this? I said to Eric earlier today that that's what Lorraine Bracco's performance reminded me yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. she's speaking so slowly. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that you thought that. Um, Tony, so- <laughs> Tony, are we going out tonight? <laughs> Jack Powell's like, is that you, sugar bumps? <laughs> so Tony Goldwyn goes to this church, uh, and he's like, this is ridiculous. He's trying to track down a suspect. Yes. And he's like, you know, maybe I'll stop off for a little confession. Well, he's just like, he just cheated on his wife. It, apparently, he never does this. And he's like, uh, and also, like, I think the movie is also setting up Tony Goldwyn as a red herring as well. Of course they it are. is, yeah. Because it's like, oh, like... Everybody's a suspect! Because the, 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 the red lipstick in Goldwyn's house and, like, all the clothes keep going missing and, like, there's other stuff. Like, that she wears perfume that only Goldwyn knows about, which is called Nightwing for some reason and blah, 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 blah. Uh, sure. Batman, a Batman line of uh, <laughs> yeah. colognes and perfumes. Yeah, it, smell, it smells like dominoes. <laughs> Raz, um, Ghul from Calvin Klein. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd totally buy that. Domino's, you're my uh, number one pizza. <laughs> Jack Palance for Domino's. That would be great. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, was, uh, I was going home with my pizza, and uh, these street toughs that I was having a beef with kicked it out of my hand. We accept. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. Domino's. We accept uh, tango or cash. Oh, I mean, uh, uh, credit to her cash. <laughs> ah, fuck. Do you think we could get Michael Gove for Pizza Hut? <laughs> ah, I bought that pizza with a coupon. <laughs> oh, man, that is so stupid. Oh, <laughs> it's a delight. No, but she... Um, He's trying to be like, uh, bless me, Father Fry, yes. and I cheated on my wife, blah, blah, blah. And then he just hears footsteps. like, that's got to be the killer. Yeah. Oh, work is calling. Mm-hmm. And this dude is walking with this fucking Letterman jacket from the photograph, and he runs up, and he's like, hey, man, are you Steve Wirtz? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he goes, well, isn't that his jacket? <laughs> Yeah, the guy's like, yeah, it is, and he's like, well, where'd you get it? Where's Steve Wurtz? He's like, Steve Wurtz is dead. He died of AIDS. Uh, I, he said that he helped bury him. Yeah, I helped bury him, and I guess I fucking took the jacket out of the coffin. I don't understand. As payment. And listen, if any of you guys die, uh-huh. like I'm not wearing your jacket or no, no, exactly. Yeah. yeah, you buy from the thrift store like a normal person. No. That's where the dead's clothing belongs. Exactly, mm-hmm. the clothing of the damned. <laughs> And what's awesome is like Tony Goldwyn's just like, well, that's it. Like, there's no follow up. This dude is just like, oh, you're a. Tony Goldwyn does say that he's a cop like right away. And then this dude just says, oh, the guy you're looking for, police officer, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then Goldwyn's like, well, back to Palm Beach. It, it, and then, like, um, but like, but, he, they couldn't call anyone. Yes, exactly. anywhere. Like, the, none of this never needed, none of this needed to happen. Yeah, use a phone. And also, Goldwyn gets in a helicopter for no reason. <laughs> That's like, pretty. I mean, I don't know how far apart Key West is from Palm Beach, yeah. but like, still. Use a fucking phone. Hey, Key West Police Department, uh, what you got a line on this dude? No. Oh, he's dead. Okay. It, oh, it, this is this is a, a famous mistake. The Key West does not have a police department. It's just the cats from Hemingway's house. <laughs> oh, just running the whole place. 
<laughs> that's why they have uh, that extra what uh, a pen, uh, the, the pause of the extra like little finger. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, it's a double trigger trigger finger. <laughs> no, I was just thinking of the helicopter. Like, oh wait, um, we oh my god, we got a high speed chase. Oh, I guess we can't follow the helicopters being used by Tony Goldman. Oh, yeah. to go to Key West today. <laughs> sorry, mm, sorry. Uh, uh, come on, man! I was only going like six or seven <laughs> over the speed limit. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> this is a cat police force, man. Um. So yeah, he goes back. He calls. Well, this is fucked up. So Belushi is now snooping around Lorraine Bracco's house. There's again. literally one scene where Belushi's just kind of in a room, like, ah, what's in the news today? Like he's like just kind of wa- pacing around. Because at this point, he is very suspicious of Tony Goldwyn having sex with Lorraine Bracco. That's right. He Which... notices some like canoodling earlier in the film, and he starts like getting peeved about it. Oh yeah, he's like, meet me at Stevie B's when you get back. Yeah, and so he's. It's kind of a great montage because it's Belushi drinking in his underwear, just like hitting furniture. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've been there. Kind of love it. And he's like, yeah. Man, so- I wish there was insurance for Domino's. I'm so <laughs> mad. I dropped that pizza and I'm never getting it back. Wow, I wish a- I could say sorry to Mr. Domino's. <laughs> what a visionary. He had no idea what was coming. Uh, so Belushi's like snooping around her house and she finds or he finds uh, she has left a note of like oh, yeah. the, the name of the hotel, the address and the room number. He calls the hotel. He asks for Lorraine Bracco. Dude at the desk says she checked out. He's like, eh, OK, calls back the phone number for room 237. Goldwyn answers. That's right. And that seals his suspicion right there. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, when you get back, meet me at this bar. We got to talk. And, and to get back to him, while, while Goldwyn is fucking Braco, he is trying to make moves on his wife. Oh like, right! So it is fucking nuts. Including nuts. Including, and this is incredibly at the helicopter. At the heliport, he's making moves. He's sniffing yeah. her hair. Oh, oh yeah! Yikes. But that's when he smells that Nightwing uh, right. perfume. And right, and it it smells familiar. Oh, it smells smells like Robin, but older. <laughs> Ooh, that smells like a dead woman. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also the smell of Burt Ward. <laughs> Still alive, Bert Ward. God bless him. Um, at so, the time of this recording. Yeah, at the time of this recording. <laughs> yeah, Do February not worry. the 15th, <laughs> 2018. Give it a rest. Do not worry about Bert Ward. <laughs> um, so they they meet up at this bar. Belushi's like angrily shooting pool. And he's like, he's doing the thing that annoys me when I see some solo pool players. Uh-huh. Like, obviously knocking around the ball, whatever. Yep. Just like, you know, getting balls into pockets. That's fine. But Belushi is picking up the cue ball after every shot. Yeah. And placing it just so, so it's easier for Jim. That's I a, don't think so. That's a, a level of confidence I don't possess, is to w- play pool by myself at a bar. Because, you know, so I was like, hey, man, yeah. can I play you? And I was like, I, no, I'm yeah, just Yeah, I don't, I don't want to play you. I'm in a bar. I'm not here to make friends. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> Everybody Nobody in makes it. friends but in a bar. Exactly. But that's the move of the guy. He's <laughs> like, I'm going to move in on this pool table. And once I fucking scare <laughs> this chump move. away, yes, yep, exactly. I'm going to then have the pool table with my buds, the real guys. <laughs> the real yeah. pool hey, Can I get another round for the real guys over here? <laughs> it's, a, it's the name of my group of friends. We call ourselves the real guys. It's uh, the name of my podcast. It's uh, R E E L. 
alternate title of this show. Yeah, when we get sued, <laughs> we'll become the real guys. <laughs> so, oh no, we got a guy named Lars. Lars of the real guys. Yes, oh, yeah, that's dude. I'm, that, I'm, that's terrible. Hopefully, I'll be a. <laughs> A dead like uh, sex plat- doll. Yes, yeah. thank you. I can see you getting uh, pretty successful in that profession. Yeah. If any just, if any fan out there wants to make a sex doll, just getting pushed around in a wheelchair, getting fucked mm-hmm. by a weirdo. <laughs> Wouldn't he be working in the hospital technically? <laughs> oh my goodness! No, so they, they they have this argument in the bar. They take it outside because oh. Stevie B gets involved. Like, ah, guys, you gotta get this outside. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. There is it's a fucking grade A verbatim. Take it outside. Loved it. Yeah, it was Stevie B himself. He he's t- and then they're yelling because like it's about uh, you fucked Larry and Bracco and like. Belushi's doing this like high, high and mighty thing. He's like, "But what about your wife?" It's like, "No, you're only caring about Lorraine Bracco." And, and the like, line here, because yeah, Belushi's trying to like yell at him from his fucking high tower, and he says, "You're not who you thought you were, boy." Yeah, I'm like, shut up, Jeez. Belushi. Your dick has been in everything but the horseshoe crabs. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I beg to differ. <laughs> I fuck crabs. <laughs> I get crabs and I fuck crabs. Oh, what are you, like an emissary for the Mermaid King? Come here, buddy. You know what I like to do is I like to put a little bay seasoning on it first. Oh, man. Go down Baltimore way. <laughs> um, so they get this big uh, screaming match, and they decide what they're going to do is they're going to go visit this dude, Garidis, I think his name is, oh, in the, jail. Oh, the Italian guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they Minnesota's go visit Minnesota's brother. Yes, yeah. And so they're like screaming. Hello, Clarice. Yeah, totally, dude. I wish <laughs> this dude was fucking slinging Comet Jim Belushi. <laughs> like, mm, hello, Clarice. What did you have? Fried chicken for dinner? Mm. <laughs> you coming here with your cheap pizza? <laughs> The fat gang. <laughs> yeah, with you a put, bunch of dominoes. <laughs> you put tartar sauce on your salad. <laughs> but not today. <laughs> Dr. Lecter, if you if you help us, we'll put you we'll we'll, we'll give you a window of that McDonald's. You could sketch it. <laughs> I only sketch takeout pizza giants. <laughs> dominoes, pizza hut, you know the kind. Oh, do you ever see the cathedral of the IHOP on 48th Street? <laughs> This is the Papaginos in Italy. <laughs> oh man, a Papaginos that takes me back. Ooh, I'm sorry. So yeah, they they go and like basically like this guy gets hit. He's like, hey, what is your case against me again? Because like, but he's also being unhelpful. They're like, hey man, we found out that there's a link to another killer or another murder. Rather, mm-hmm. uh, you've clearly been locked up. So you know. Give us some information but here. This what guy is going also, on? This guy also starts telling Jim Belushi, well, what were you doing there? What were you doing there? So it starts to plant the seed of now Jim Belushi is also yes. a, sp- a, yes. a suspect. Dude, everybody is a suspect. Yeah. Jamie Kennedy told us. You find yourself in a Jim Belushi erotic <laughs> thriller. <laughs> I remember it was after my dad died, and, you know, I was <laughs> staying stay with my aunt and uncle, and when I came out, I, I, I heard a noise, and I came out to the barn, and my... My uncle was dropping all these Javanos pizzas. And those pizzas were crying, Dr. Lecter. <laughs> and I heard the screams of those pizzas hit the barn floor. Yes, traces of red. Red marinara. <laughs> red marinara. 
<laughs> and I saw he had one pizza he hadn't thrown yet, and I took that pizza, and I just ran, Dr. Lecter. I just ran into the night with that pizza, and it was so cold, and I was so scared, but the pizza was warm in my hands. Thank you, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I am both hungry and wanting to watch Silence of the Lambs so bad. I mean, that's a great time. Having some dominoes, watching Silence of the Lambs. I think I've done that before. I'm sure. Oh, and in the Midwest, you, you put the ranch in the basket. <laughs> put the fucking ranch in the basket. Uh, <laughs> don't you hurt my pizza! You don't know what pain is! Would you dunk my crust? I'd dunk my crust. Wait. I'd dunk my crust so hard. Was it a big, fat, thick crust? (laughs) (laughs) He's fucking draped in dough parading around the house. Just open the mouth here. Uh, Yep, that's a chicken wing inside the mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's that movie. No, so... I don't know. So they, they get not much out of this guy, but they do find, they, they, to Eric's point, they do bring up, like, what were you doing in that bar? And he's like, eh, nothing. And he walks out, like, all pissed off. Mm-hmm. It turns and, out he was getting a drink with his brother, and he yes. didn't want to pull him into this because he's running for state and senate. It's a, yes. And it's like, oh, are you sleeping with, was your brother sleeping with Morgan as well? Yeah. And the yep. answer is probably yes. Yep, totally, man. And are you telling me the Palm Beach Inquirer hasn't like gotten wind of any of this? Where, where is the press in this whole movie? I gotta, yeah, I mean, when we get to the end of this movie, it's like, how on earth did none of this? <laughs> look? So, like, moving along. Uh, oh, another. So this other like red herring moment, I guess. But like, they find the, all of the dead woman's clothing mm-hmm. in Tony Goldwyn's garage. Yes. Tony Goldwyn's wife stumbles on all these ladies' clothes well, and no, is freaking she, out. She gets a, a voice message from Lorraine Brock. Oh, not a voice message. A, a answering machine message. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a little tape with a <laughs> recorded message. Uh, <laughs> Lorraine Brock calls. She leaves an answering machine message like. Hello, Tony Goldwyn. I, <laughs> <laughs> I need you. She's like, and like in the deadest voice possible where you don't know where she's coming from. She's like, I need you to come over to my house right now. It's very <laughs> important. And she says, uh, she also is like, you know, oh, I know I shouldn't be calling here. Yes. And it's like, what? And we never find out what the motivation no, for this phone no. call is because she's been murdered. But like, yeah. So like, uh, basically... Both Belushi and Goldwyn go to the house at the same time. And yes, the wife is like, Who are these women's clothes? Like, oh my God, that's the woman's clothes who's been killed. And like, <laughs> Goldwyn's like, It's not me, it's not me, it's not me. And then they make this crazy plan, which doesn't make any sense whatsoever, where no. Belushi's like, I will take your wife to my house in the woods. You go grab Lorraine Bracco for no reason, Tony Goldwyn, and we'll <laughs> split up. And for some reason, I need to take your wife, who's not in any danger whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, they think that like the killer is going to target them or something. Right, but the, the killer idea. had access to the house to put the clothes, I guess. Is the... I think they're just doing this because this is how they usually swing. <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> oh, it's just one big You take game. my wife to the barn. I'll take your girlfriend to my bed. It's my turn. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so Tony Goldwyn shows up, and Lorraine Bracco has indeed been murdered. Uh, letter opener to death, and he's like, oh, my God. And then he sees... A car, and he follows the car, and what the car winds up winds up going to 
uh, William Russ, his brother's house, the dad from Boy Meets World, who's also very uncomfortably racist in American History X, which kind of ruins that show. If you ever look back, you're like, <laughs> is he? What is he teaching Corey? What to do? Because I think both of those were like. At the, the same, same time. Exactly. Like that show was on the air, and mm. this dude is in a feature film using the N-word repeatedly. <laughs> it's, yeah, a bowling tournament, really? It's a bowling <laughs> tournament. You have to go to it at night, not a KK. Okay. So, uh, but yeah, he goes there. This private eye who is absolutely nowhere is Ville in this movie. The guy from the anniversary party at the beginning of the movie. And also, Tony Goldwyn has attempted to question... Uh, William Russ before oh, right. Belushi and him have a little bit of a fight about like you know I know it's not my brother blah, 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 blah. Uh, so that like they try to interrogate him and then like Belushi bails on it yes. is the idea so he goes back and he's like I got you now you fucker <laughs> you know and he's like who is peeling out and then this like old man who's <laughs> Belushi yeah he was like a retired cop and like yeah. used to work with Belushi or whatever your classic pirate, private eye doesn't, but he's like yeah I was tailing uh, Lorraine Bracco because I'm trying to like wrap up all these loose ends for William Russ because he's literally having sex with the entirety of uh, fucking Palm Beach. And it's like, yeah, I got to tail everybody so the press doesn't get get on it. It's like, do you? By the way, we're going to find out in five minutes this guy's an active serial killer. Yeah, like, totally. he's, running, he's an active serial killer running for state senate. Spoiler alert, FYI. That's not the best time to start a campaign. The, and, uh, the floor will now recognize state senator Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> And back when this was made, that would actually surprise you. Yeah, well, oh, that's totally. also really good. Yeah. Now it makes shocked. total sense. Yes. An active serial killer could be president. <laughs> I mean, we're not saying anything, but we might be saying something. Yes. Yeah. We, uh, who knows? Never I mean, who knows? knows? Yeah, there's yeah. just twists and turns. He's had a hard red, target trip, I'm red almost Oh, sure. He's hunted humans for sport. Red herring Michael Flynn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe look at that way. Uh, but... So William Russ, like, they have this big blowout, and he's like, all right, you want to know what I'm covering up? You want to know what I'm covering up? That teacher never touched him. And you're like, oh, wait, what is going on? Mm -hmm. And it turns out, like, the mother was abusing Jim Belushi. Yeah. Or I guess abusing both of them, and the the brother was like, hey. Well, you don't know that it's abusing William Russ. Okay, it's just Jim Belushi. And he's like... All right, so then I I told my eleven year old brother like just blame it on your teacher. Well, he says blame it on the whole yeah. movie is like blame it on that weird teacher you got. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> he was like, oh, I was eleven years old. I didn't want my family to split up, so that's why I pressured Jim into saying that stuff. Okay, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, maybe if your mother's molesting. Well, we come to find out is both of you. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> splitting up the families. Like, Good. It's a great thing. idea, really, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's where the state should come right in. Maybe, maybe we also, should just wipe out the whole family. By the way, How about that? Maybe we should have split up the vineyards, too. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get them away from Beverly D'Angelo. She's not working. She's smoking too much. <laughs> yeah, she's the problem. <laughs> no, I mean, like, everybody's the problem. That's true. That Everyone point. is the problem. Except for Elliot Gould. Elliot Gould is a, is, a, is a warming influence in that movie. And the older sister is like a pretty liberal lady that's trying to come into her own. But like she's got like this mother who's smoking six packs a day. Her two brothers are Nazis. It's a rough ride for her. <laughs> it's very stressful to live that life. You've got Ethan Suplee coming into your house at all hours of the night. Oh, you don't want that. <laughs> you don't even know like if you're going to get up to fucking use the toilet in the middle of the night. Ethan Suplee's just sitting in your living room looking at you. Yeah. It's, it, and it's a fucking 1997 Ethan Suplee. That, that toilet's coming out of the wall. <laughs> yeah. And he's just big. <laughs> about the goddamn Domino's insurance policy because he's taking the same pizza back three times. 
fucking SJWs, man. Hey, man, you know who set up that Domino's insurance, right? The Jews. <laughs> oh, my God. This sounds like our iTunes reviews. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Writing fake iTunes reviews. We actually just, to... we, just got a, we just got a new one today about how we're terrible SJWs. So oh. I just want to mention it. So if you like the show, rate and review on iTunes or wherever you get it. There mm-hmm. you go. Uh, so, yeah, it's just like this big reveal or whatever. And then, like, they determine, I guess, somehow that Jim Belushi is the killer. They go to yes. his apartment. And this is when they get the, the typewriter. Oh, right. Yeah, he it checks matches. the typewriter. It works. Mm-hmm. This is uh, the fifth typewriter we've checked in the movie. Like, we've gone to multiple typewriters, checked the D and the L. Man, what a stupid thing to keep showing. They us also in this movie. find a drawer of the notes <laughs> and the lipsticks. And there's, and like, like, there's, ten like letter, there's like 10 letter openers because he's like the letter opener mm-hmm. killer. Oh, yeah. You, oh, you must get a lot of mail. <laughs> And they're like, oh, my God, like, here's this letter. And he's just detailing everything. So he, Tony, Tony Gold- Goldwyn's like, oops, my wife. Yeah. And so, like, <laughs> the two of them are hauling ass in Tony Goldwyn's Jeep. And it's fucking great. There's this shot of, like, Tony Goldwyn's driving at high speed. And they come up on the car. And William Russ is just, like, reading the letter. And it's just like, and that is why I elected to become the fucking letter opener killer. <laughs> or, like, whatever this, End like. paragraph. Yeah, this crazy Belushi line. Uh, and they get to the fucking the, the the cabin in the woods and whatnot, and now we're back to the start of the movie. Yes, and Jim Belushi is being really creepy to this wife again, just like but like ultra creepy. Mm-hmm. Like now, she, before she's like, oh, he's just sniffing my hair; it's making me <laughs> oh, horny. That's normal. <laughs> she's into it, man. She's into it earlier in the film, and then now he's like really trying to move in, and she's not having it. He kind of gets angry, and then Goldwyn shows up. They draw on each other, and Goldwyn fucking shoots Jim Belushi one of the chest. He goes down, and you're like, oh, "Wow, well, that's." And he's like, "Yep, yeah, that's where you came in, folks. Everybody, put your <laughs> shoes on." Oh wait, the movie's not over. I guess you thought I was gonna be a hero or something. Uh huh. Oh my god, that's the line. <laughs> you know, I wish there was Domino's insurance for my life. <laughs> if there was only some sort of pizza insurance, but for one's own life. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we're gonna have to sell like universal health care yeah. in this country. <laughs> Just like run oh, it, run it through Domino's, the, get them to move from pizzas. They've yes. been fucking it up again. <laughs> so, they admit it on their own. <laughs> the Affordable Pizza Act would pass both oh, chambers absolutely. and be signed by any president. <laughs> Every president. So, but yeah. Secret oh, man, I should have had an affordable pizza act. That sounds so cool. Oh, shit. The we Hillary, they cracked it. They <laughs> figured it out, Hillary. And then it's just, yeah, Belushi's just like, well, uh, 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 credits ain't coming yet. They have a full funeral for this. Full funeral. Mm-hmm. Fucking 21 gun salute. The, the, yeah, exactly. The papers are involved. Ugh. He's like, yeah, and he's like, and they covered it up. They said I died a hero, not a serial killer. <laughs> so it's like, okay, and they bury him. And then like the last scene is William Russ going to this woman who uh, is like his campaign aide's house, and she's like, he's like, hey, can I come in? She's like, yeah, sure. And you're like, oh, so he was either eight. I thought at first I was like, oh, they were both in on it. Like you know what I mean? Like right. it's a pair tag it's a, team tag team killers. You've got that. Sure. And, I love like, that. Well, because why else is he saying all this narration shit and acting like he is this person? Exactly. What yeah. the fuck? I mean, the, so he he goes in and like 
He tries to kill her uh, pretty quickly with the letter opener and trying to strangle with a phone cord, which is another one of the threats, I think. Yes, it's one yes. of the letters is like strangle you with your own cord. And then like Jim Belushi comes and he's like, uh, uh, uh. Well, no, it's fucking Jumpy Goldwyn. Jim. Oh, my God, I wish. <laughs> Goldwyn breaks down the door and you're like, OK. Yeah. And then it's like, and by the way, already in this hotel room and the door just like creaks open. It's like, gotcha. And like what? <laughs> Wait, so hold on. So they, when at what point did they realize that William Russ was the killer? And why didn't they just arrest him anyway? There, exactly. Why didn't they arrest him anyway? I was God, I watched this movie twice. <laughs> I have a question. Is it oh, sorry, you go. Because there's this there's a moment earlier in the film, like before all this ramps up with um finding out that Jim Belushi's the killer, where Tony Goldwyn and Jim are on the phone, and it's just like, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it now. And then there's another, I think, perceived hint when he's at his country shack. (laughs) He starts, like, toying with, like, a paint can. Oh, I see. So I think it's another little hint. But my question is, like, is this, was this movie written by Jim Piddock, and it went, you have to get a star attached to it, and you get Jim Belushi, because he's a guy that can get movies made in 1992. He's the only star in the whole movie. Was this a thing where... The original ending is Jim Belushi is a serial killer and credits and or Jim Belushi is a serial killer and maybe Russ is in on it and credits. Right. But like it's like, I can't be the bad guy. <laughs> like because he's never the bad like except yeah. for retroactive yeah. later on. But like, is this like an add on like a bad? It's, it seems like it's tech. He doesn't do menacing or nefarious very well. No, no. He's just like a big doughy idiot. Yeah. It, it does seem like it's suddenly tacked on because the fucking establishing shot and everything—it's just like it doesn't. Yeah. Like, none of it makes sense because, like, just arrest William Russ if that's the case. Like, just the, do it. The ruse makes zero yeah, sense. First of all, you, gotta, you make all those cops go off duty for the day to attend this phony funeral. <laughs> By the way, that's another thing in the—that's a sequel to uh, Funny Funerals. Phony <laughs> funeral. Oh shit! The dude wasn't dead. <laughs> But uh, and, I wasn't dead the whole time. Like you get all these people dressing up and stuff. Yeah, going yeah. this funeral. It's, well, it's so many, inconsiderate. Well, caskets, are, caskets are expensive. You can't reuse yeah. that casket. Here's the thing that I want to know: uh, How close is this to the fake Jim Gordon murder in Dark Knight? Oh. Because none of those people knew. So I don't know if like the Palm Beach PD is in on this whole thing. I don't think they could be because I think Chris uh, so- Nolan was a huge fan of this movie. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. But like I mean, some of them would have to be like, um, can't you just go arrest this guy? Yeah, uh, not this what? like big charade. Or put a story in the paper. He's an active serial killer running for Senate. <laughs> Well, yeah, first of all, sync that campaign. <laughs> well, that's what drives me crazy about this last scene is like, so Jim comes in mm-hmm. and hears everything and he knows it. And he asks Tony Goldwyn to leave. Yep. So the serial killer <laughs> yes. and his brother, who he just framed, <laughs> yeah. can be alone to have a chat. Yep. And yeah. there's handcuffs. This, and yep. there's this weird line where Tony Goldwyn, like, when, when before you know Belushi's back alive, he's like, Hey, hey, William Russ, I gotcha. And he's like, how'd you figure it out? And he's like, well, I figured if one brother was molested, both of them must have been molested. And I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean anyone's a serial killer, right? I mean, also, one person was molested, so you figured another person was molested? What are you talking about? Great question. It is all super thin. And one quick correction, by the way, Steve. You said that Jim Belushi is the only star in this movie. I would beg to differ. This is 1992. We are post-Ghost. 
Tony Goldwyn's a star, baby. You, that movie was up for the Oscars. You're not making a movie off. He's not. He didn't even make the poster. This poster is Belushi and Bracco. That's the poster. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. Mm, but it's a sexy poster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love Tony Goldwyn to be, be the star, but he, he never opened a movie. No, that's no. true. That's, that's why he's the president on TV. <laughs> So the brother grabs Jim Belushi's gun. Yes. And then there's this moment of like, oh no, now I'm going to die for real. But <laughs> I, then. I the, die in the game. I die for real. Yeah. So yeah, he points the gun at, at Jim. And then, uh, uh, you know, another red herring. He, the brother just shoots himself <laughs> in the head. You know, oh, hey, hey, bro, bro, just shoot this pizza. I got insurance on it, man. I got it insured up the wazoo. We could retire on this pizza. He's eating pizzas for days. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that dude blows his brains out, and that's kind of it. There's like a funeral scene, fucking second funeral scene in ten minutes, by the way. And <laughs> well, now if you're in that second funeral, like, wait, which one is dead, and the other yeah. one's alive? <laughs> what? This Can is I... too confusing. Can we just put them both in the ground? Well, I'm not buying another sympathy card. That's not. That's out. I I, I bought I, one. That's it. I just think it's another fake funeral, and they just burnt the corpse in a parking lot at like two a.m. Oh just God. to be fucking. Done. That's the way it should be. Yeah. Fine. Fine. I, but I'm not going to the reception afterwards. I just did that last week. I'm not bringing them lasagna. No. No. I don't care. I'm fucking. Fr- I'm, I'm tapped on lasagna. All right. Find the veggie tray from the supermarket. I'll do that. I'll bring a crudite, but I'll tell you right now, I am running on fumes with this fucking phony funeral. <laughs> So Tony Golden like comes up to Jim Belushi at this funeral, and I guess like I don't know what they're getting ready to do: lower the casket into the ground, uh-huh. give a eulogy, whatever. He's like, uh, "You're gonna be all right," and Jim Belushi's like, "I will be." Credits, <laughs> like uh, that's it. Hey Jim, could you do me a favor? Imagine that they are burying a uh, your 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 favorite car, like a, a, maybe a hot rod. They got dirt on my car. Oh my god, I can't believe. It. I guess I'll be okay. Oh, my brother, I mean car. (laughs) think Dodge Challenge. (laughs) Just think about it. He bursts into tears. (laughs) I don't understand, after all this fucking hooey, why are we at the beginning of the movie getting a narrator who's lying to us? I don't understand. I mean, like, an unrelate. Wait, not unrelatable, but that is what Jim Belushi is. <laughs> but it's an unreliable narrator. He yeah. is unreliable. I guess so, but the movie gives you no reason for it being an un. Like Holden yes. Caulfield is an unreliable narrator. <laughs> sure, Jim Belushi's like, I got fucking shot in the food hole. Now I'm dead. <laughs> it kind of the food hole. It kind of reminds me of. Uh, it's like verbal kint, and then like uh, agent. <laughs> Kouye drops the fucking Domino's box and it flips to the back. I was thinking it, this movie kind of has the same structure as Fallen, where like it's uh, it's it's uh, Denzel dead in the beginning and then Denzel dead at the end, yeah. and then he turns into a cat at the end of that yeah. movie. Oh, he wish, sure does. Oh, I turned into a cat. <laughs> oh no, I'm a cat. Meow. Oh, dude! If the climax of the movie, if fucking the door opens, like a cat pushes the door open <laughs> and confronts the brother. <laughs> now I'm going to be the sheriff of Key West with the rest of the cats. <laughs> cat cops. <laughs> it would be a it, that would be a big success. I think it would be a huge success. Oh, did you hear about uh, cat cop number four? Yeah, he got shot on the job last night. Yeah, now they got him in the hospital. He's stable, but now he's oh. coma cat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Mittens. <laughs> Lieutenant Mittens. <laughs> Shot in the line of duty. 
Um, so that's that's this movie. That's it. He'll be fine. Uh, will anybody? <laughs> are we all fine after watching it? Will anybody recommend this movie? I, you know, it's really close to a seeing is believe. You know, I'm gonna give it. I'll give it the seeing is believing. It's kind of boring. It's yeah. kind of, but it's so bizarre. Yeah, it's, it's a seeing is believing. Yeah, it's a hundred percent a seeing is believing because he is he's he's doing the whole like it's still that ultra masculine bullshit. Oh yeah, but it's fed through such a weird character to be doing that with. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. Uh, it, it, you really do have to see it. Yeah, this movie's mesmerizing. <laughs> <laughs> Google it and see what comes up. Yeah, I'll just I'll say that right. Or yes. Eric will say that. That's it's a very it's very easy to find do, this movie. Do you think we're gonna get a vinyl soundtrack of this uh, saxophone Armageddon oh, here? La, 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 la. <laughs> I would buy it. I would buy it. Oh I would. God! No hey way. Mondo, you listening? Come on. <laughs> uh, yeah, I am one hundred percent recommending this movie. Wow. I'll tell you what. Uh, like I said, I watched it after watching Sunset Boulevard. It was late when I was starting. Which the movie. is better? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get back to you next week. Uh, no, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I was like fucking dreading it. I looked at the runtime. I was like an hour and forty four minutes. Fuck you! Uh-huh. I can't believe. So I start. Do, I start playing the thing of like maybe I'll watch half of it now, then sure. half before I go to work the next morning. Playing play that, that whole thing, right? Yeah. Guys, I'm not even kidding you. In like five minutes, I was hooked. I was on the edge of my seat at how fucking stupid this movie is. I It it hooked me. I mean, mm-hmm. it's stupid. It's bad. Well, it's an unsexy erotic thriller if there ever was one. I was worried we were going to have an up situation because like the first two minutes is just Jim Belushi dead. <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's all downhill from here. <laughs> That's Traces of Red, directed by Andy Volk. If you want more We Hate Movies, check out whmpodcast.com or find us over on headgum.com. Well, right and review being, the show. What? Sorry, what? I'm being handed something oh, shit. from the newsroom. Oh, it's so much mail. Our, I, I do, I, well, I am the letter opener killer. So <laughs> our, our Patreon episode this month is Man of Steel. Right. Uh, you could get that at patreon.com slash we hate movies. You chip in for that, you get bright. And if you continue on the journey with us, we did just find out that next month's Patreon episode will be Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. From yeah. the directors of Crank, baby. Oh shit. The better of the two movies? Question. I the better agree. of the two Ghost Rider agree. movies? Yes. Yeah. That the first one, one is fucking horrible. I might have to watch both. To oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to be lost. The first I totally one's don't remember. A stay tuned. I don't know when we'll put it. We'll make it happen, but the yeah. first one's a stay tuned anyway. Yeah, for sure. Uh, rate and review the show wherever you get it, especially the, uh, iTunes. Uh, counteract all those weird SJW. Those guys are racist <laughs> reviews. That's kind of funny. Uh, find us on Twitter. We're at WHM Podcast and Facebook.com slash We Hate Movies. Uh, we all hate movies at gmail.com, of course, is the mailbag. If you got something to say, let us know. We have the mailbag episodes every month on the main feed for free now next week what are we what are we doing where what are we getting into next week death wish five the face of death or the angel of death i think it's face oh, uh, the well, faces of death is like that i know that video but I think hold on, hold on everybody yeah, it, death does, wish it five. doesn't matter you're gonna watch it anyway yeah uh <laughs> it is the face of death there it is death wish five the face of death starring the late charles bronson and the later michael parks that's correct. Oh, uh, so it's going to be a sad week on week. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's going to it's coinciding with the uh, new Death Wish movie that's coming out. All that right, nobody, nobody, and nobody also, wants. Also, you can check out our episode on Death Wish Three in the background. 
That is correct. So until next week, where it's Death Wish in the fashion industry, I'm Andrew Jupin. Steven Sadak. Chris Cabin. Eric Siska. Take it easy. That was a HeadGum Podcast.